Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This Christmas season, many people are traveling. I'm guessing many of you even traveled to be here with family and friends. And all of that travel reminds me of the very first time I traveled with my in-laws. We were going to take a vacation and go somewhere wonderful and fun. So the night before, we got ready, packed everything we needed, And before we went to bed, my father-in-law told us what time we would leave. So the next morning, we'd all leave at 9 a.m. So of course, that means that I was there at 8.30, but we didn't leave till 10. Needless to say, I was rather frustrated. He told us we were leaving at 9, and we didn't leave anywhere close to that. He did tell me later that that was also his plan, He just told everyone nine, so we'd actually be ready by ten. But I would have liked to know that. But it was frustrating. When he told me one thing and something completely different happened. As I've already mentioned here with our children, that's not at all what we hear in the scripture today. Today, this Christmas Eve, we get to celebrate with great joy the good news that when God says something will happen, it happens. That what God promises he keeps. And so we look tonight at Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2, and we hear those promises that God made. First, in Luke chapter 1, we hear the promise that God gave to Mary. And I know many of us have heard these words to Mary countless times over the years. Some of us have even said these words that, Mary, that were told to Mary since we were three years old in the Christmas program. But I encourage you to truly hear these words. Hear this promise from God to Mary. And then angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And then there was the promise given to the shepherds. Again, I know we've heard these words, we've read them, we've said them ourselves, but again, to truly hear that these are words of promise from God. These are the words of what God was telling the shepherds would happen. An angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Two promises, two statements from God of what will happen. And unlike my experience with my in-laws traveling on vacation, unlike much of what we experience and we hear in this world, God does what he says he will do. Just as he says it will happen, it happens. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Jesus, Mary gave birth to a son. She gave birth to a son that she was told she would have. And she named him Jesus. As seemingly impossible as it was, it happened. Despite the fact that no one around could have believed it would happen, it did. And then again in Luke chapter 2, verse 16. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. 
and they found Mary and Joseph. They, the shepherds, they found Mary and Joseph there in Bethlehem. And they found the baby lying in a manger, just as God said they would find. And yet, these promises fulfilled, they tell us so much more than just the fact that God keeps his word. They tell us more than just the fact that God can do what seems impossible. These promises fulfilled also tell us about the saving work that God has for us. Because did you catch the words of the promise from God to the shepherds? Not just the part about a baby boy lying in a manger, but the part about a Savior. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior who is for all people. Now, I know that today is a great day of celebration, as it should be and will continue to be. But when we realize that God promised a Savior, we must also realize that that means we need a Savior. That we need a Savior in this world. That the world needs a Savior. And unfortunately, that need is far too close to home than we would like to admit. The fact that earlier, right here, we stood together and corporately confessed our sins. Together as a group, as a congregation, we confessed that we have sinned. And even though we did it as a group, God heard each and every one of those confessions individually. Each and every one of us admitting that I have sinned. That I know what I am supposed to do and the things that I'm not supposed to do. And yet at times I've chosen to do the very opposite. That I also know when I ought to do something for others and again at times choose not to. That I have sinned in thought and word and deed. But the reality of sin isn't just present in our own lives. We also see it in the creation around us. We see it in all of creation as we look around with our eyes. We see the suffering and the pain and the agony. We experience the heartache as we lose the ones we love. We hear of tragedy again on the news or even from the mouths of our own friends. That not just humans are corrupted by sin, but all of creation experience the effects of sin. That all the way back to the Garden of Eden, when God said that all of creation would experience the effects of sin, we see it today. He pronounced the curse upon all of creation when Adam and Eve fell into sin. And we see it today in all the trials and tribulation. That we and creation alike have been corrupted by sin. But the good news is, is God didn't just say that all of creation would be corrupted by sin. God also said he would send a savior. And that is what we get to celebrate today, that just as God said it would be, it is. That scripture tells us that that baby boy was born. That that savior then was pierced in his side and in his hands and his feet for you. That that savior then rose from the dead, leaving the tomb empty. And that that savior ascended into heaven and has prepared a place for you. That is the savior. That is the savior that God said would come, the Savior who is for all people. 
He's for the grandmothers and grandfathers, the mothers and fathers, the sons and the daughters, the men, the women, the boys, the girls, for all people, for everyone here in this room. But as I say that, I pray that you don't get lost in the public proclamation of that good news, that you also hear that it is personally for you. That although we, did our, we made our confession corporately together, God heard those individually. He also personally said to you that you are forgiven. As Pastor Thomas said the words as a call and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, you are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven because of Christ the Lord. And not only have you heard it, but you get to see it today too. That just as Christ said he would come to give his life for you, he has. You get to see as we come forward to his holy table to receive, to see and behold his very body and blood given and shed for you. And so yes, we admit that we have sinned. But today is a great day of praise and celebration. Because God has done what he said he would do. He sent a savior for you. And just as the shepherds Having heard and seen all as it was told to them, they praised and glorified God. We too get to praise and glorify him. We get to praise him here in this worship together with great song and music and voices. We get to praise him with our words of prayer, both here and then at home when we're gathered together. And we get to praise him as we give gifts to each other and give thanks, giving glory to the true reason for this season. Praise be to God, because just as he said he would, he sent a Savior into this world. He sent a Savior for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.